listen to me. Let's do that hockey. Welcome, everyone, to Dauber Prospect Report. This is report number 21. I'm Victor Nuno, one of the co-hosts here. With me is Peter Harling. How are you doing, Pete? Doing pretty good, my friend. Enjoying a little Indian summer here. It's 30 degrees and first or 6th of September now, 5th of September, whatever it is. It's back to school, which all means that hockey is just around the corner, my man. It's it's draft season. All good stuff. It definitely all points to... Hockey is close. There's a little chill in the air at times. That's always super fun. Today on this episode, we have a special episode. We're going to be talking a little bit about Fantrax and all the cool things that Fantrax can do. We like to help people, Pete, and we're going to try to help some people discover some of the cool things that Fantrax can do, eh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Fantrax is sponsoring the show and it's by far the best best manager for your, your fantasy leagues, especially if it's Dynasty. It's really the only real option. And we talk a lot about prospects on the show and we've been talking a lot about scouting and drafting and tournaments and leagues and players. And that's all super cool and relevant stuff. But and we always hint each episode about things you can do on fan tracks. And so now the fan tracks is sponsoring us. I think it's time we showed them some some real solid love and and just kind of did a deep dive on, on some things you can do using fan tracks and how it's great and why you want to use it to, to manage your league. And as a manager of a team in a league, some of the the tools you can use that they provide that make it so worthwhile and and help you win, can help you be better at managing your team. Absolutely. And I forgot to mention, say hi to Evan, a producer. How you doing, Evan? Oh, I'm good, guys. How are you doing? I'm right with you guys, man. I can't wait for this hockey season to start. It's just, it's taking too long and I'm ready to go. Hurry up. Before we get started, we do want to remind everyone that Dauber Prospects Report is a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. We're very excited to be part of the Army of Fantastic Hockey Podcasts. Check out at HockeyPodNet for all the shows like this one, talking hockey from fantasy to team coverage to you name it. You can also use the DraftKings promo code THPN for listening to the show. More on that in a bit. And as Pete just mentioned, we are proudly sponsored by Fantrax, the ultimate league manager for a dynasty league, any sport you play in, completely customizable. For however you want to set up your league, scoring categories to draft uh, and all the draft picks, treasury option, use the promo code for a free league league using the link fantrax.com forward slash DPR show. And we're going to talk about a whole bunch of those things in this episode. And so the format kind of what we decided on is we each kind of made a top five list of our favorite things that we use on Fantrax. It's going to be more of a discussion, though, but just to kind of organize them, we'll kind of go back and forth and and talk about each one. And Pete, I'll let you do the honors. So the thing I like most about Fantrax, and it's really not close, is the watch list. One of my favorite things to do in whatever league I'm in, and they're all deep leagues with deep prospect benches, is is scroll through and look for players got listen to podcasts podcasts will talk about a player's name i'll go to fan tracks i'll do a search and i'll see if he's available and throw him on on my watch list and then you know when i when i get a trade offer where someone's going to offer me one guy for a player and a prospect then that'll open up a roster spot and i you know i don't have to spend hours and hours searching on who the best guy available is to fill that i got my watch list i could just go and grab someone off that that is either trending hot or is a positional need that I'm looking for. I also like having guys on the watch list because you can get player news 
and you can select what news you want listed for it. And that's one of my other features coming up. But I'll, I'll dive in on that a little bit more. And you can also kind of keep remember who to keep tabs on. And I might listen to a guy on a podcast or read an article or see a highlight on Twitter somewhere or, or something that catches my eye and, and makes me want to look into that player. And so I'll do a little research. I'll, I'll look him up on Fantrax. I'll look and see where he's rostered and what leagues he's available in. And I'll add him to my watch list because if you know me at all, you know, I've got like the memory of a goldfish and tomorrow I will remember what that guy's name was. So the watch list is really helpful for me that way, because there's a million, 11 billion players out there and it's hard to keep track of all of them. So the watch list serves a lot of, of needs that I have as a manager. And, and I, I always have probably pretty close to 20 guys on my watch list at all times and in, in all the leagues that I'm in. And a lot of them are repeat depending on the league and some are more deep than others. But yeah. Do you use a watch list, Victor? Yeah, definitely. And I totally agree with what you're saying and love how customizable it is. And and yeah, it's just nice to be able to click on that and, and see who's available and whatnot. And I think it actually relates to one of the other things that, that I w- wasn't going to mention, but I think it perfectly relates here. And that is the rostered sort of information for each player. And it's one of the fun things, especially when you're in as many leagues as I am, like 20, you can just click on the roster tab and it tells you if this player is available in other leagues, right? Yeah. And so you don't have to look them up five times. Exactly. And, you know, there are some some leagues, they're different depth. And so sometimes it's not relevant. You don't necessarily want certain players in, in all the leagues, but you can kind of see, especially for deep leagues, someone new you know, signs a contract or comes over from overseas and, you know, gets added to the to the pool or, you know, some interesting news comes out about him. You can just quickly see, oh, is this guy available in any of my leagues? And sometimes he's available in multiple leagues and sometimes just one. And you're like, OK, cool, I can add him or put in a claim or whatever the case may be. So it's really nice to be able to to see, you know, and sometimes there's the player who you think is interesting and you look them up and literally it's not rostered anywhere. And then sometimes to me, that's almost a red flag. Whoa, what's going on here? Either I'm like really ahead of the game and and this is a brilliant ad or this is really not worth <laughs> adding in, in any format. So sometimes that's a good check for me, but I do kind of like when he's when the player is rostered in, in some leagues, but is available in others. And you can kind of see based on the format of the leagues that you're in, which ones, you know, might be interesting and, and might be more relevant in certain formats. Yeah. And, you know, we, we go deep on this show. We talk about guys who, who aren't necessarily relevant yet in a lot of leagues because they're not that deep. But I'll often say he's worth putting on your watch list, right? Because it's a player who is, is, Trending up. Maybe it was a guy who was undrafted, went through the, you know, a couple of NHL drafts, wasn't selected. And now he's signed an AHL contract and he's he's doing great in the American Hockey League as a rookie. Right. So doesn't have his NHL rights owned. So you might not be able to to add him in your league, but he's someone who's getting my attention and I want to put him on my watch list. So that's that's another good way to keep tabs on players who Maybe you can't add him to your roster. What's the college goalie that the Leafs signed as an ATO? Dryden McKay. Had a really great college career. Won the Hobie Baker uh, in his senior year. Maybe he shouldn't have, but that's another conversation. And uh, was never drafted, and the Leafs signed him to to an American Hockey League contract. So none of my leagues I was allowed to add him in. He wasn't eligible, but I put him on my watch list. And so that helped me remember to, you know, kind of circle around and keep tabs on him. How's he doing? Where's he playing? Is it in the EHL or the ECHL or 
hour his stats looking and it's looking like he's not going to pan out but you know having him on my watch list was was really useful for that what's what's your number one yeah definitely love that my number one is the minor system in general you know there's i know that there are other leagues where you can do dynasty but and i have played in those leagues it's been a while because i have i decided long ago that i didn't want to play in the leagues because it's just wild you know there's you know like yahoo certain espn formats it's really difficult you know you have to basically keep a separate tab because they don't have a way to sort of separate the players in a way that they don't count for your active roster so the minor system in fan tracks is just the best because you can have players you know in the minor system where they don't count towards your minor or towards your roster eligibility or they basically have a separate eligibility right you have your main roster it has certain criteria and you can define that you can define what counts as the main roster and then you can define what counts as a minor system and most leagues have a games played limit you can set that you can set it based on players who are actually in the minors if a guy gets sent down to the minors for a conditioning stint you can define that as minors you can define it by age anyone under 25 most of the leagues i play in are defined by nhl games played so you say okay if this guy's under 100 games played as a skater or 50 as a goalie that's what i usually use some leagues will do much more 200 games as a skater a lot of people like higher limits because it gives the player more time to kind of actualize their potential but all that is completely customizable you can decide whether what makes them eligible or what makes them ineligible you can also decide what penalty if any if people leave their players in there too long which definitely can happen but you know most other formats and other types of uh, platforms don't have that customizability so you're just kind of using a separate google sheet i usually get asked to, to join leagues as i'm sure you do pete and so one time they were asking me to join this keeper league and they're like yeah we're gonna do it on yahoo and we're gonna have this separate google sheet for the minor system and i was like nope i don't want to do that <laughs> that sounds way too complicated i'm gonna have to look in several different places to just remember who's on my team and when you and then and then there's a there's a whole system of like how you call them up and you have to like post in this forum. And it's like, no, you don't need to do that. If you're on fan tracks, you just, you just decide how the call-ups work. And usually you just do it yourself. You know, you just call the player up, you move them back down. Most leagues have a free way that you can move the players up and down and, and whether they're in your active lineup or not. And then of course this, this can play with, with cap implications too, if you're in a salary cap, which I'll talk more about later, but those players usually don't count towards the cap when they're in your minor system. But if you move to the pro roster, they do. But I just love the minor system is just, it, it just works so well. You can define how many spots you want to have. And, you know, I'm, I'm in a couple of leagues where there's just like five minor spots, which is really shallow. And then some that are like 30, 35 deep. And so it doesn't matter. You can have it be however you want you can completely customize all of those factors you can have different rules for goalies and skaters you can have different position eligibility you can have you can have it so that you can only have certain numbers of players in your minors like i know some leagues limit how many goalies you can have in the minors how many forwards you know d whatever i don't usually define it that specifically but if you want to you could you could make all those specifications so yeah, I love the fact that the, the minor system, especially for Dynasty, I think it's the only way to do it. Would you, would you join a league that was, that was some other platform and you had to keep like a separate 
sheet somewhere or some pencil and paper tracking for who's in your main team and who's in your minor system? No, the only way I would do that, it was if it was like a live draft that I went to every year with my friends. And, you know, we had a, a cottage for the weekend and had some adult beverages while we were doing it and a poker night as well. And and we, I don't care whatever system we want to use for that, as long as it's a, a full redraft every year. And it's it's a good way to stay in touch with my friends outside, like online with people who I don't actually really know and whatnot. Hell no. No, absolutely not. I'm in four leagues and they're all on fan tracks and it's all nice and tidy. I don't have to like have 11 billion tabs open on my computer to keep track of all my my leagues. It's it's all right there. Yeah, for sure. So what's your second one? Or your, well, yeah, your second one. Before I jump into that, there's something else that I, I kind of wanted to talk about with the minor system the Fantrax has is if you're concerned about getting into one of these deep, deep dynasty leagues, because you like streaming players in and out of your roster, right? You can you look at your free agent list and you just pick guys off your free agent list and throw them in for a week while they're hot or they play a lot of games. And then you kick them to the curb once once whatever that novelty is has worn off and you grab another guy and you just, you know, you have your core of you know 80% of your roster are, are non-droppable guys, but you've got that bottom of the barrel sort of guys and you, you really like the streaming in and out guys. Well, that's what you can do with your miners list, right? You can have a list of guys in your miners and you can call them up and down. And if depending on your league's setting and how many games played and minor eligibility and minors players you can have on your roster and how many moves you can make each day or each week or whatever. That's essentially what you're doing is streaming guys into your roster from your prospect bench. It's something that I like to do a lot, but most of the leagues I'm in, it's it's limited to one or two moves per week. But, uh, you know, depending on the position of the eligibility is, is nice. It gives you some flexibility there. Where if you only have three left wingers, you have no bench or reserve left wingers or no multi-positional eligible players. You only have three left wingers and you got a week where, you know, two of them are only playing two games. Well, that really limits your games played options from, from the left wing. And if you have someone who's, who's minor eligible that you can call up and move one of your left wingers to your, to your bench spot, well, that gives you a whole nother player for that day's game, right? It gives you more options that you can stream that way. So the, the minors, bench can be really beneficial with with that as well 100 percent. I, I usually call this streaming from the farm because the the miners of the farm team so right in in leagues where where there are infinite number of call-ups and send downs which are a lot of leagues then that that makes a huge difference if there's a games played limit it makes that a little less lucrative just because you might pull someone up from the farm and their contributions might be less than someone you could bring in from the waiver wire maybe maybe not depends if it's a higher end prospect it might still be very valuable but that is a great strategy and i think we've talked about this before on the show i think Mm -hmm. at least a third of your roster on the minor system should be dedicated towards doing this otherwise you're you're missing out on a lot of potential starts that you could be using that's right so to answer your other question though the next thing on my list is i really like manipulating the player search filters so you can use it to just search all available players. You can you can search you can buy team, right? So by your the teams in your league, it lists all of them and then underneath that it lists all of the NHL teams and it'll show you what players on that team are free agents or or what team they're rostered by. 
So if you really like whoever, the Detroit Red Wings, you can just go to the Detroit Red Wings team page, a list of players, and you can see which ones are available to select. You don't have to scroll through all of the players that are available. Especially useful if you think a team is really good at drafting and developing prospects. You know, like, man, who Carolina, whoever they draft and develop, they always turn into fantasy-relevant commodities, if not NHL players. So I'm, I'm just going to look for prospects that are available in the Carolina system, for example. And you can also go by position. You know, I really need a left winger. You can sort it by a particular stat. You know, I'm, I'm really lacking in blocks on my team. I need, a, I need a player that can help me out in the blocks category. So you can sort, sort it that way. You can sort it by salary cap, by age. Another neat thing you can do is if you're wondering, uh, if you're looking to stream a player off, off free agents and you where, where are the holes in my roster, you can search by all available players and my team and then sort it by position or stat, right? So if you think you're sucking at blocks and you go and do a search parameters, including all of the players who are free agents and all of your players and sort it by blocks, and if the top 10 players free agents then you kind of there's an area of opportunity to improve in that category right you can throw in one of those guys find someone to to drop and then pad your your blocks category that way so the search filter is something that i i I wasted a lot of my life filtering and searching and scrolling and and looking for for free agents and guys that that i that i found a lot of players that way too do you use the search filter for anything that i missed I think that's mainly it, but I totally agree. And, you know, a lot of people have have had complaints about Fantrax because it doesn't look as pretty, you know, as like Yahoo. But, you know, for me, I'm someone that cares more about function than aesthetics. And even though the Yahoo app was pretty, it frustrated the heck out of me because you could not do these types of specific searches. I found it very challenging to find the information that I wanted. It's, this looks cool, but I can't get exactly what I want, you know? And so I was trying to manipulate the search on Yahoo and other platforms and it just wouldn't let me. But on Fantrax, you can you can have it do exactly what you want. There's so many different options in terms of how you want to look at, you know, different categories. You can you can select different positions. You can go by, you know, ADP, roster percent, how they were drafted. You can look at different categories, you know, based on positions, based on overall. You can look at injured, you know, fantasy prospects like so many different things that's so helpful so no i definitely agree and that was one of my biggest complaints about yahoo and continues to be why it frustrates me because everyone seems to like it because it's so easy but with that ease i think also you lack a lot of functionality and a lot of the performance that i frankly think it's worth it even though i still i think the fantrax app is great but some people find it a little bit more challenging i think just because they're not as used to it what's what's your next category then so my next one broad category is the draft and you know i've used other platforms for draft and you know they're kind of cool and fantrax just redid their draft board and their draft room which looks very cool but it's not so much like how cool the draft room is that's not super as interesting to me but what I think is so cool is how customizable it is. I'm, I don't think that any of the other platforms allow you to do slow drafts the way that Fantrax does. And that's one of the huge selling points. So you can do slow drafts and you can customize how long they take, you know, some, some drafts, a lot of, a lot of the redrafts and, you know, best balls and stuff you'll do, it'll be really quick. It'll be 
you know, like a minute timer or something, but you can set the timer to be anywhere from 30 seconds to, you know, 24 hours or longer. I know a couple of buddies who drafted, they started in June and they drafted a whole new league and it took two and a half months because they had the timer be 24 hours. And, and they were, they knew that it was going to take a long time, but that's what everyone wanted, you know? So depending on what you all want, you can set the timer for, you know, two hours, four hours, six hours, eight hours, whatever. You can have it sleep. You know, the leagues that we just drafted, we, for the DPR show, we had an overnight sleep for, you know, North American sleep timer. So, you know, like 10 PM, 8 AM or whatever the next day. And so the timer stops when it's your pick. And if it's overnight, it doesn't run. This is a little unfortunate for our friends in Europe because it doesn't quite fit their, (laughs) their sleep as well. But, you know, you can, you can customize that however you want and you can have it be slow and you can decide that however you want. The other really cool thing is that, especially for dynasty leagues, when you're drafting a new dynasty league, and this is a really cool trick that Jesse taught me, my co-host over at Fantasy Hockey Life. And that is that a lot of times you might think that you have to do two separate drafts, right? You have to do a pro draft and then a minors draft because the eligibility requirements are different. And that's true. You do have to kind of set the eligibility for each part. But what you can do and what we did in our league is that you basically set the number of rounds for the total number of picks. And we had, I think, like 27 pro picks and 30 prospect picks. So you set the eligibility. We did the pros first. You set the eligibility for what we did is is 100 games for skaters and 50 for a goalie. So I have to be over that for the pro part. So we did our 27 rounds. And then at after the last person picked in round 27, you go, you pause the draft, you go into the league settings and you flip the eligibility so that now you have to be under 100 games and under 50 for a goalie. And you can draft the prospects and the pros all in one big draft. And it's beautiful. You don't have to reset everything and get everybody on the same page again. So I just love how you can completely customize the draft to however you want, the time that you want, the types of players that you want. You can have the cap considerations. You can do all these things, you know, in the same system. You don't have to do it anywhere else. You can have it all. I know some people will do one part of the draft in like a Google sheet or something, or they'll do it in some other way because they're they're not aware of these little tricks that you can do. But that's the thing with Fantrax is that if you have an idea of how you want to do something, chances are you can do it. <laughs> you just might have to figure out a trick, a way to kind of flip it. What did you think of that, Pete? Did, did, did you know about that trick beforehand? No, I just learned about that in the in the listener leagues that we're running right now, the three different listener leagues. And it is amazing. And you're right, the, the Fantrax draft room is... It's really great. You've got your draft board, which goes left to right across the screen and it shows you all the teams and you can do the countdown timer at the top for they're on the clock and it tells you how many picks until your turn. It's got a little chat window and it shows you the players picked and you can just banter and tell people that they stole your guy or you can mock people for taking terrible picks or whatever you want to do in there. And there's even a search feature in the draft room you don't have to bounce out of the draft room and go to the main site and then bounce back into the draft room and whatever you know if, if you can sort it by position skaters different positions all skaters goalies everybody 
You can do it by stats. They have their own fan tracks ranking. They have, you can sort it by average draft position or ADP. You can sort it by how they scored using the projected season for the upcoming year or last season or even further back than that or the playoffs. You can you can really do anything with the sorting of the players that are available. And once players are picked, they, they just don't show up there. You can search for a specific player. If there's a guy you want to find if he's picked or not. You just type his name in. And if he pops up on the on the list, then he's eligible. If not, someone's picked him. You can even make a draft queue, right? So as you're scrolling through a list of available players, there's a little green plus button. You just hit, boop, you tap on that and it throws them into your queue. And then you can sort your queue, drag and drop, just move guys up and down. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. If you change your mind on a guy and you're like, oh, right, we don't count penalty minutes. So he's useless. Boop, just delete him off your off your draft queue. And you talked about slow drafts, which are fantastic because you know, it's when you have an online draft and there's people from all over North America or even across the world, it's logistically impossible to get any more than four people together for two hours. We're just, it's just such a busy life. That's just the reality of the situation. So we got 18 teams in these leagues and slow draft is the only way to go. But if you're available and you're watching the draft, you can set up a an automatic draft queue and you can customize that crazy too you only draft players out of your queue you can sort it by positional need you can sort it by whoever's ranked number one if you're near the turn in the draft it's a snake draft and there's two picks in between yours or three or whatever and you're like well it depends on who gets picked and what's available then you can set your your draft queue automatic to just the one and then if it comes back to you you can reassess after that and see who is picked and who's available. And of course it shows you your roster and, and all of the players that you've picked. And then you can look at that and think to yourself, Oh my God, I haven't drafted any right wingers yet. I got to start looking at right wing. It just really dumbs it down. And when you draft a player, it gives you the option if they're multi-positional eligible to put them in whatever position you want to. Right? So if you go after a guy who's center right wing, and your centers are full, then you put them on right wing. Or if you know you're not going to want to use them as a center, you want to get face-off wins from the wing, then you can just assign him to the wing instead of center and then draft the center in your next turn or whatever. So the draft room in Fantrax, it looks great. It works great. I, I can't think of any features that I would want to add to it that they don't already have. Can you? The one thing I think is sometimes on the draft board, you can't always see the name. And that's because they put the player's picture and like the position in there. And sometimes I don't know what happens, but sometimes it doesn't show up. But that's like a, a very minor thing. But in, for the most part, no, there's there's so many different parts and you can you can customize even like what you're looking at, you know, in terms of if you want to see more of the chat or more of your queue or your roster, or like whatever, you can see less of the draft board and more of the players you want to you know, decide between. So yeah, basically everything is, is just customizable to, to how you want. And it's, it's, it's pretty great. Definitely. I agree. Light the lamp with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. All right. So the next thing that that I like about Fantrax is, and it's just a short one, but, but they have a player comparison 
and I use it a lot. And it's not as good or as detailed as the frozen pool comparison that Dauber offers, where you search up two different players and it gives you their head-to-head, stat-stat, category-to-category, and, and over a number of years as well. And it kind of color codes it to you as well for whoever wins and who wins the most categories. But on fan tracks, what you do, if you have two players, maybe you got a trade offer, so you go your player and you click on the add to compare and then you go to the other player that you want to go to add to compare and you add those guys onto the list and then the way you find that and we had someone asking about this in our in our live draft actually is you go to the search option and in the filter you just search rather than by team or position or minor eligible or waivers or free agent you just search by compare list and then boop there's your two guys and they're 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 stacked on top of each other and you can just go from from left to right and see who who outperforms the other in, in each individual category and where it has an advantage over frozen pools is this only lists your scoring categories right if you don't have plus minus in your league then you're not going to see plus minus there so it's not going to taint you or give you a bias to a player who has better stats and categories that don't forget aren't relevant <laughs> don't score in your league right just because a guy has a tremendous amount of hits and wins that category all day every day if your league doesn't score hits then who cares right so it's not important so it's it's really good and it's kind of actually changed my opinion on a couple of trade offers i've had or or players that i was thinking about streaming and adding and dropping where i, I use the player comparison and it has it has changed my mind or it has confirmed what i thought where i was like yeah this is this is something that is a no brainer. Let's get it done. Let's make let's make the trade. Let's make the drop in the ad or or whatever. So I find it to be a really useful tool to Evan. Do you or, or Victor? Do either of you guys use the the player comparison? Did you know about it? Yeah, I mean, I do. I definitely agree. I like it, as you said, because it's customizable to the league. And in particular, what I like is that you can not only adjust to the things that you said, but you can also adjust for a time period. Like sometimes I want to look. I'm just comparing like an ad and I want to just look at maybe I'm streaming for the week so I can look at the last 30 days or last two weeks or whatever. But sometimes you want to look at the whole season or you want to look at projected seasons or you want to look at, you know, whatever. So you can kind of change that in terms of the comparison too. So I really love that you can manipulate that as well for your comparison. So that's a good one. I guess I'll go on to my third one then. And that is all about the salary cap. And, you know, some of you might not play in leagues that have a salary cap, but this is definitely a plug to do that. And I think part of the reason why some people don't is because it is insanely complicated in leagues that that don't have the simplicity and the utility of a a platform like Fantrax. And a lot of these leagues, I've seen them, you have to track the salaries separately. And that's just crazy. So if you're in a different platform that doesn't allow for how easy it can be, then yeah, it can be a gigantic pain to do cap leagues. but Fantrax gives you all the options to kind of basically do what you want. And and there's lots of different options with the cap. You can do basically the cap hit, which is what we usually do. And you can set the salary cap ceiling and floor to be whatever you want. A lot of leagues will do a little bit more than the NHL. Some leagues will do exactly the same to try to make it as realistic as possible. You can set all kinds of settings in terms of when new players come on, give them a default salary. You can have waiver wire players have certain values or not and basically they pull in all the salaries from 
the NHL. So if you want to use the NHL salary, then you can just go based on that. You can use AAV, you can use cap hit, and any of those are really easy to use. And Fantrax update, updates them pretty often. One of the issues that we always have is that some people will look at their team and their and the Fantrax will calculate your roster and how if anyone's over the cap or under whatever. And it'll monitor all that for you. And if a team's over the cap, you can decide what to do. If it if it makes their roster illegal, maybe they can't accrue you know, stats or maybe it'll prevent them from doing any transactions, no waivers. There's all kinds of options of what the penalty, if any, you want there to be. And so that's that's something that you can customize as well. And so I like that you can you can do it that way. So so sometimes it takes a while for it might take a while, quote unquote, for some people to for them to update their salaries, but you can regenerate them anytime. And this is something that I learned that was a little bit tricky because we used to in our in one of my leagues, we used to adjust everyone's salary manually. And and so someone would you know, sign a new contract and we would say, okay, oh, their salary is updated. And I would go in as commission, change their salary. And I realized that that was actually a really bad idea because you can, it'll regenerate them automatically according to their, you know, once they get their information from the league and they update it every so often. And so it'll just override any changes that you make, which is fine if you just, you know, let Fantrax catch up whenever it catches up. But this also plays into buyouts and, you know, things like that, retentions. And if you can basically customize the way you put in the retention so that it doesn't get overridden by the regenerate salaries. And that, that's a huge benefit. And so for anyone who wants to know how to do that, it's actually pretty simple. Under commissioner, you just go into cap hit, salary cap hit administration, and you put in the player, you know, you can put in whatever you want. You put in the player, you put in the amount, you put in the credit to the player who's retaining and then the debit to the player who's getting retained on. And so you have to kind of do it twice. But it actually is pretty easy. And then once you do that, that doesn't get overridden when you regenerate salary. So that will apply to that player rather than adjusting their salary manually. So that's a fun tip that basically allows you to not have to tear out your hair and re re-input everyone's salary every time, which is a gigantic pain. But that's that's if you use the NHL salary. There's a whole other part to this, which is really fun, which is basically you can use an artificial salary. So there are leagues who will say, okay, you have $100 or $200 or whatever, and you bid on players. And so you can do an auction draft and those, and then the auction draft and the salary that, that wins becomes their salary. And so that's a really fun way of doing it. And I have a league where we do that. And then in order to, to encourage people to drop their players, we increase the cap. We increase the dollar amount for that player by $3 every year. And you can pick that number. That's just an artificial thing. But that's a really fun format. There are also leagues where you can bid on free agents. So you have a term for the contract and you set the contract amount and you set the term. And then at the end of that term, you basically bid on the contract and you can have it be whatever you want. Those leagues are really fun because you can basically set the value of that player rather than the NHL setting the value of that player and the NHL GM that signed that player determining how much they should be worth. You get to set that amount. And I find that really fun. It's also a little bit hard, especially when you ask someone like Peter S for advice on leagues like that. It's really hard to understand the value of each player because your league basically determined it. So then it becomes hard to get advice for those leagues, which is the one downside I would say is that is that it it's just a little bit hard to know what's going on. You really have to know what you're doing because you can take 
a lot of time to explain it to someone else and you still might get bad advice because it's just tricky. It's just very specific to your league. But I love how, again, how customizable everything is with the salary cap. You can, there's so many options of how you want to do it and which format you want, AV, cap hit, contracts, auction, bids, all these things are exactly what you want. And if anybody wants like copies of league rules because i've done this in in many different ways you know you can kind of look at it and kind of decide what you want and that's what's great is that you can decide what you want everybody kind of agrees on it but i would 100 percent you need to agree on this beforehand i have seen people who have gotten really excited about starting a league and not define the parameters first and then they just want to start drafting and then they didn't agree on things like what is the buyout you know, in terms of how many buyouts are there and what is the amount and what is the cap and is it going to increase? If you don't have all this outlined ahead of time and you just want to adjust it on the fly, that is no bueno because people are going to be pissed off because you're going to draft according to thinking you might have some cap relief or you might have some flexibility and you might not. So that's a big no-no. In fact, people asked me to join a league that was doing that and they hadn't, they, they literally said, oh, we're going to decide on the rules as we're drafting. And I was like, no. I'm not doing that. Would you do that, Pete? Or no. Actually, I'm I'm in a, a league right now, and the the admins decided that salary cap was too small. They were going with the NHL salary cap plus one million bucks, and so they just kind of kind of arbitrarily out of nowhere just said, "Oh, it's plus six million dollars this year," and there was some pushback because a lot of people were maybe turned down trades or or made trades. And I was actually actively shopping to make a trade because I'm over the cap and I have Patrick Kane, who's unsigned and it's probably going to be in about $5 million range. And so I'm like, I got to come up with about 7 million bucks here. So I got to, I got to give away Adrian or Kuzmenko or Linus Allmark or something like that. I got to give one of these guys away. It's not a hard salary cap, which I don't like. So I could have just dropped a guy and then found some cap space that way, but they just, said, ah, plus six million bucks, everybody. So, you know, problem solved. <laughs> Wipe my hands of that one. That was lucky. So I'm one of the people who's, you know, not complaining, but there are people who are pissed. And I think we're going to lose some some managers over this in this league. And quite frankly, I don't blame. It's pretty hard to, to make rule changes like that and implement them immediately. You know, you, that's that's the kind of thing you say, starting in the in the season following this one, we're going to be increasing the salary cap because we've got, free agents on the that are superstars because people can't afford them or people are just dropping players who are fantasy relevant because no one can afford them. You know, okay. That's problems. I get it. I agree. And it, it's, it, it's a little silly that you've got these players that are available, but you can't just, can't just make that drastic change right away. It's exactly what you're saying. That is wild that anyone would think that it's okay to just make that change. And I totally agree. If you want to make a change like that, I, th- I, I mean, you, obviously your league cannot be static, right? You can't just say these are the rules forever and ever and ever. But I think if you're going to make a substantive change like that, you have to say a certain number, a certain number of years in advance and everyone has to agree, right? Whether it's one year, two years, whatever, like enough time for something like that to be okay. Because yeah, you might have made a decision based on a player, based on the situation. You might've traded someone away because you didn't think you can afford them or whatever. That is so not cool. I would be really upset if that happened in my well, life for sure. I would be too, but it's advantageous for me. So I'm actually not. But I don't I don't know if you need everybody's agreement to make a change like that. I think you can do a poll and I think you need at least more than a 50% majority 
But that's one of the things about being the the administrator in your in your fantasy league, especially if it's your league. If you've made it and you've invited people in and they're playing and, and you say, OK, starting the year after this year that's coming up, we're going to be increasing the salary cap by or we're eliminating the plus minus category or we're eliminating penalty minutes or whatever it is. Right. The value of this stat or plus minus this stat or salary cap or keepers or whatever it is. It's the same rules for everybody. Right. So it's not unfair. It's maybe inconvenient for certain owners, but it's it's not unfair because it's the same rules apply to all the teams. And if people don't like it, then you might have a little bit of manager tone arbo, but you know, I think that's okay. In Dynasty, especially, these rules are are set up and they have implications for years. So yeah. I'm not sure that it is so fair just to decide. I understand the poll. And this is one 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 reason I would also advocate for having a board. So like we have a board in our new board of governors for our new, you know, listener leagues. And I have boards in other leagues. And and basically it just people in the league helping to give their input beyond just the vote, because the vote is one thing, but to give some managers some say, right. Instead of just you going in there and autocratically saying the poll said this, we're going to change it. Also that that can backlash on you big time, you know, in terms of like people being upset. So Right. You know, and it's nice to have a little bit of open discussion too, like with the league, but also with, you know, some people who ideally people who commission other leagues and have experience with this kind of thing, because that's usually what it comes down to is, okay, what kinds of things can go wrong here? Should we, should we wait just to have more of that discussion? But I mean, in in the end, yeah, you do need to be able to make some decisions and move on. Right. And NHL makes changes, right? That's not a static rule at league either they make changes and they're usually reactionary based on managers exploiting rules and loopholes and stuff but that's often quite quite frankly the reason why leagues make rule changes because savvy managers have figured out ways to manipulate the league rules to their advantage or the nhl will change scoring format and category to make it more exciting and interesting for fans same thing for an admin in a in a fantasy league. We don't have fans, but the fans are the the managers, right? So if we're having categories that that are outdated and mundane and 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 not fun, like plus minus, you can have a good player who's a minus twenty, and it makes him less valuable because it knocks his score down, and you know that's that's not great. So I, I'm okay with making changes. I, I think the the board is is a good idea too. Like you said, you you made some really good points on that. I really like salary cap leads getting back to your original point on this little thread that we're on, especially salary cap leagues that have a hard cap. And I don't necessarily see the point of having a salary cap if if you can just drop players at any time. Why bother? And I personally hate you mentioned having leagues where you can generate your own salary. I think that's cool. And I would absolutely love that if that was the only league I was in. But it's very, very difficult for me to keep track of. 400 players that are in the NHL and what their salaries are. And then if I'm in another league that has 200 players in it, and I got to remember 200, like 200 players salary times two, I just, there's not enough bandwidth in my brain to keep that all straight. And I don't want to have to look it up every time. And okay, what's his cap hit? And what's his term in this league? Okay. What's his cap hit? And what's his term in this league? Cause I have, I have it all sorted out. I have all the salary cap value and, and players values versus their cap in my head. And if, if you add double that, then I, I just couldn't manage it. I also absolutely love the auction draft. I haven't been in one in forever and I would love to do that. 
But I think that's something that you have to do in a room live. That would be my my dream fantasy draft scenario is having a bunch of people together. And I don't smoke, but in a smoky room, bartering like we're stockbrokers or whatever, <laughs> and raising and raising and raising, and then laughing when someone spends you know twenty dollars on rupee hints when they have a fifty dollar cap hit. That has to be all live you can't do that as a slow draft that that has to be and and the one league that i am in that does that that is a giant pain getting getting everyone on the same page on the same day and it takes a couple of hours but it's so fun and you see people like panic you know bid too much and then they're like bidding they're trying to outbid each other and then someone gets caught holding the bag and it's always super fun oh shoot i was just trying to bid them up and then i ended up with 57 dollar you know Vasilevsky or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Hey, if anyone, if, if anyone has an annual auction draft and they're in Ontario, specifically Kingston, shoot me a message. If you want to invite me in your pool, I'd be so in for that. The next thing on my list talking about money is the treasury option that Fantrax offers. So basically teams pay their, their admittance or entry fee. And instead of e-transferring it or giving you cash and you squirreling it away in your sock drawer and, until March or April, whenever the season ends, and then paying out the winner, it just Fantrax just acts like a bank. They just hold the money and, and pay out according to however you set the parameters for. It's nice and transparent, safe, it's secure, makes it easy to send the money. You don't have to worry about some guy setting up a league and then in October he goes radio silent. And you're like, damn, well, there goes my 50 bucks or 25 bucks or whatever it was. So the, the treasury option, I, we talk about it in our intro at the beginning of each episode. We never really explain it. But that's in a nutshell what it is. Do you have anything you want to add to the treasury? I think it's it's a really relevant and I don't think anyone else really offers it. I think maybe Office Pools does, but I don't think Yahoo does. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think other do. And, and I agree. It, it's the way to go because I have I'm old enough to be in leagues where I had to collect all the money and it's a giant yeah. pain. And then you have to disperse it then you have to figure out and then yeah some people just go mia even people that i was trying to pay sometimes wouldn't respond and so it can, it can be difficult but not only is it useful because you just put the money in there and then it it pays it out and you can decide you know based on the pay structure of the league you can customize that but also what i like to do with the treasure is when i set up a new league or set up a league the people who when you renew the league when you want back in you don't get to do anything with your team until you pay and that's a really nice option. So sometimes people will join and then you'll try to haggle them for money. And then it'll be like the beginning of the season and they still won't have paid. And then it's like, when do you decide you have to kick them out or lock them from their team? Like, it's really hard to do that after. So if you just do it at the beginning, okay, you got to pay before you start. It's a really clean way of doing it. And also, if you, for some reason, have to leave the league, Fantrax will automatically refund you. That's good to know. And the second thing is that commission cannot kick someone out of a league who has already paid. So if you've already paid and someone like is mad at you and wants to kick you out of the league, they cannot do that if you have already paid. And so that's good because sometimes, you know, things happen, people get upset and, you know, tempers fly and they can't just remove you from the league if you've already paid. So that that's another good thing to know. But I totally agree that the man, the treasure is just just the way to go. It's so, so nice. I'm going to go on to my next thing. I was running a little long here, but my next thing is the customizable advanced categories. This is one of the both frustrating and amazing things about fantasy hockey because there's so many different ways you can set up the league with how many goalie categories, skater categories. 
you can, you know, whether you want hits, you want blocks, you want pims, you want face-offs. There's so many options. And that's just the beginning. There are so many other options. And Fantrax has the best in terms of extra options. You can not only have actual numbers, but you can have rate stats. So you can say how many blocks per game, how many face-offs per game. That can be your category. Or you can combine things. Like when one of my leagues, we decided that we didn't want to have just a PIMS category or just a blocks category. So we have what's called truculence, which is blocks, hits, and PIMS all rolled into one category, which is really nice. One of my leagues in our in our league, the listener league, we have takeaways and giveaways. That's super fun. And just, you know, ways to add a little bit more real life to, to the league. A lot of people would use plus minus so that someone who's actually on a bad team or bad at hockey and not just, you know, scoring points, that could be a correction. But we all don't like plus minus because it's not necessarily as accurate because sometimes you get unlucky. You step on the ice and your team gets scored on. That's not necessarily ideal. One of my leagues, I use time on ice for that to help with kind of guys that are good in real life, you know, like your Jacob Slavens who don't score a ton of points, but they're out there a ton and that's valuable. Or you can do time on ice shorthanded, which is also fun because that gives a little bit more boost to certain players. So you can completely customize all of these things. You can combine categories, which is super fun. You can do even more fun things like the, the stars of the game. I've never used this category, but the NHL stars of the game, first star, second star, third star. You can have a category that the, whoever guys have the most stars wins. You can, there's all kinds of goal categories where you can combine like power play, shorthanded, game winning goals, shootout winning goals. There's so many options. It's insane how many options there are. Hat tricks. So you can have Gordie Howe hat tricks as a category. I don't know why you would do that because that almost never happens, but you could do that if you want. That's an option. And you can have things count for negative. You know, I have one of my league's PIMS counts for negative amount and in a points league you can assign a custom value to that category so you can say a pim is worth a negative 0.2 or 0.5 or whatever you want you can decide that so i just love that there's so many customizable options here and they're they're always adding more you know there's you can you can have a category for what zones how many offensive zone starts your player has i don't know why you would want that but basically if you can think of it there's an option for it and so i just love that there's complete customizability for how you want to set up your league and specifically for goalies i think i mentioned two of my favorite things are even strength save percentage because that's more reflective of how good a real a, a goalie is because at, on the penalty kill it's a little harder to make you know the save and so that's a little bit more reflective and then the other thing is gpt so gpt stands for goalie points and there's Lots of different kinds of goalie points, and it kind of depends on, you know, if you want to kind of combine these. And so what that does is it combines wins if you want to have shootout losses, overtime losses, and it basically can multiply it different ways if you want. So if you want wins to count for more, if you want it to count for the same, if you want overtime wins to count for a certain amount. And there's just basically all these different variations of how you want to count the goalie points instead of just straight up wins. If you're in a just straight up wins league, your goalie is in a tight game. They're playing really well. It goes to overtime and they lose in the shootout. And it's like a 1-1 or a 0-0 game and you get nothing for that. That sucks, right? You had a really good goalie performance and you got nothing for it. So it's nice to be able to, you know, get something for overtime losses or shootout losses or 
you know, whatever, whatever you want. So you can set it up in a way that gives the goalies a little bit more value than just straight up wins and losses. And you can also have losses count for negative, you know, so that just starting goalies isn't, isn't always a sure thing. Like you have to think about, do I want to start this goalie? Cause what if they lose? Then I get negative points. So yeah, I just love all these advanced categories that they have and you can, you can set up your league however you want it and kind of adjust it. So have you played around with those much, Pete, all the different, uh, different options there? Not too much. I'm in two leagues that are that are a clone of each other. So two of the four leagues that I'm in are like that. The other one, it's it's pretty straightforward categories, you know, goals, assists, hits and blocks have percentage point values to them, like 0.5 or whatever it is. And then the listener leagues has you've set that up and it does your goalie stats like that. So that's kind of that's kind of new to me. I kind of like it. I, I'm going to have to see how that goes throughout the year so I'm, I'm, I'm not really not really sure how the goal evaluation and is going to go but i'll figure that out as we go and i might have to make trades accordingly but yeah there's there's a lot of different ways you can you can split the hairs with the with the categories it's it's pretty incredible however you want to do it there's a way to figure it out pretty much indeed what's your last one last one for me is is a easy peasy short one it's the player news I love it. Like, you know, you, you click on a player or it's on the homepage. You got player news. You can sort it by your team. So any news, you know, injuries, hot streaks, signed a contract, suspended, whatever the news is, it's it's there like the Roto World update. It's basically what it is. And you can sort it by your team, all the players, players on your watch list. So, you know, if you've got a watch list of 50 guys and you set it up at the beginning of the year and it's mid-November, click on player news and sort it by your watch list and you know is anyone trending is there any news that's having my players on my watch list that's trending up or, or down anything that i need to know signed a contract got suspended got injured out for the year whatever the case may be so that's something that that i i'll, I'll click on that once or twice a week as well and in, in all the leagues and i'll just kind of flip around and and see what's available and what's new and just kind of stay abreast of the news of the league and trends and and facts that you need to know to make informed decisions throughout the season. Absolutely. Yep. That's a really good one. And my last one is also pretty simple. And that is, I mentioned it several times, the customizability. And if you want to play in a very basic league that you don't change anything, then any format is probably fine. But if you want to be able to change anything about your league, then it's just very difficult. In fact, I've, been asked several times to help with other platforms like yahoo and you know these other things and it's just it's insanely complicated to try to change anything on their platform because they're not designed to do that they're designed to just do the very basic setup and if you want to change anything it's really hard <laughs> player eligibility you know even like the draft day like all those things are, are hard but in fan tracks it's all super easy you can change anything about how you set up the league the matchups, we didn't talk about that, but being able to adjust the matchups, I can't stand in Yahoo how they go all the way until the very end of the season when guys are getting rested and, and players aren't playing. And it's just, what are, what are we doing here? We're we're trying to finish our matchup. I had a couple of times in a buddies league that I still play in because, you know, it's like fun and and usually my team does pretty well. But they go all the way to the end of the season on Yahoo. And it's like, the guys aren't even playing. They're resting for the playoffs. And it's like, how are you supposed to do anything when when that's happening so in Fantrax, you can adjust the matchups to avoid the last week or two you can combine 
you know, periods so that you can, you know, avoid that kind of issue. You can make the playoffs two weeks, which I usually do in most of my leagues. It makes it a little bit more fair. You can also, I don't know if you knew about this, Pete, but you can also do this really fun thing where you, and you can play multiple teams at once. So instead of having just head to head, you can have head to head to head. <laughs> you can play multiple teams at once. And that's kind of fun, especially if you have uneven matchups, you can even it out by playing each team twice. So you basically have one matchup count twice, basically, which could suck if you lose <laughs> both. But it also makes it a little bit more fair in terms of being able to play everybody. Wow. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. You can actually set it up so that you play everyone at the same time. There's, you could do anything you want. That's, that's the bottom line on, on Fantrax is any, anything you want. Keepers, you can set the number of keepers, keeper deadline. You can roll that over. You can decide how you want the matchups to be. You can customize things. For most of the leagues I do also, we, we do a custom playoff. So basically, and, and most of the other platforms, you, you basically have to decide is it 1v8 or is it like a buy? In Fantrax, you can just decide however you want it to be. You can give as many teams buys as you want. You can customize the matchups. It's just really, it's all completely customizable. So that's really the key and why I like it so much. So that's pretty much all the things that I had to say about anything else, Pete. I had a question. Can you see like it, what, what your team would have done, even at, even if though we're playing in this head-to-head league, can you see what your team would have done if they had played each and every other team that week and what their record would be? Well, in a, in a points league, that's very easy to do, right? Because you could you could just see I scored 450 points and I had the highest, you know, or second highest. I would have beat everyone but this team or whatever. That's very easy in a points league. In a categories league, it's a little bit harder because it depends on each category. So you could go through and manually count. And I mean, I guess if you wanted to, you could, if you're the commish, you could change the matchup, see what it would happen and then change it back. I don't recommend doing that, but you could do that if you wanted to. But yeah, no, in a points league, it's easier but not necessarily in, in categories. I like that feature because you can see, like if you're playing one team, it can tell you, well, at least in the CBS league, it can tell you that what your record would be if you played this team every week. So that's how you can easily find out who has the worst team and then rip on your buddies all day. But what it does tell you, and I, we talked about this in our, in our previous episode, is that if you look at, if you go to the standings page, you can actually see how you rate out in terms of season stats against other teams. So you can see, like how many, where do I place in terms of goals scored against all the other teams and, and then all the other categories, or you could look at total points. So you can see that points per points per matchup points per game and a points league and a categories league. You can look at each category. So you do, you can tell the same thing and basically see where you're at in terms of, yeah, how, cause that, that happens, right? You get a bad beat. There are definitely times where you have one of the highest scoring weeks and you're just against the team that had the highest and then you're like i would beat everybody else except this one team right that sucks all right so i think that pretty much wraps up everything we want to talk about for fan tracks on this episode and we got some fan tracks listener leagues for the dauber prospects report to uh, to chime in on uh, evan's league's already done so stick tap to evan you guys had a, a really fun draft and we've been complaining that we're we're not keeping up with you but your draft's over and we're still having fun so that's another way to look at it I started giving people the business if they took too long. That's why. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I got them on there. I said, dude, hit auto draft, man. Let's go. No. We'll it through nothing. Let's do it. And so everyone agreed. I laid down the law. He's the sheriff, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So that's it for episode number 21 of Dauber Prospects Report. Coming up on the next episode, we're going to go back to the scouting tips. And we've got Gus Katsaros lined up. Gus is a multi-time guest on the podcast over the years. Good friend of mine, 
great guy to talk hockey to. I can't wait to get Gus back on. So that's going to be a report you don't want to miss. For feedback on the show or to chat with us, give us a follow on Twitter at DPR underscore show, at Farling, at Cyber91, at Victor Nuno 12. And you can follow the Hockey Pod Network. They got some great hockey podcasts on there. Obviously, you love hockey podcasts. We're part of the Pod Network. Check out who else is there. Subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify or the podcast aggregate of your choice. Please leave us those five-star reviews. It's been a while since we've had any. It really helps the show and it really makes us happy getting them. So so please write them. Write us one if you haven't done so before. And I think another thing we're going to start looking at on future episodes is listener questions, having a mailbag segment towards the end of each show. So if you guys have questions you want Victor and I to discuss on a future podcast go ahead and shoot us the questions i just gave you the twiddle handers handles there at dpr underscore show that's probably the best one and we'll we'll read your questions on the air and, and banter about it so thanks everyone for listening hope you enjoyed the show and keep your stick on the ice it's a damn hansel he's so hot right now let's do that hockey